New York Giants, and you're with Real Talk Sports. That's right, everybody. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we broadcast to you live uh, here on Atlanta's Incredible Radio, WIGO, and also on the Real Talk Sports Network. We're going to have our good buddy Miles get the Facebook Live started here so you can hear us on that as well, guys, as we broadcast to you right here live from our favorite spot here at the at the uh, the Holiday Inn Atlanta. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, let you guys see. You can go to our Real Talk Sports page right now, and you will see us broadcasting to you right here and right now, live on the air. We've got a great show here tonight, guys, a big one, big one here tonight. We've got some great guests here that are going to be joining us in just a moment. One of our guests is already queued up in the building. Uh, he is a guy that is the envy, I believe, of all of the, the owners in the metro Atlanta area. Uh, and I'm going to introduce him to us in just a minute. But first, we're going to go around the room. Uh, right to my left is a guy who applied his trade here at right on the flats, right downtown here uh, just outside of uh, downtown Atlanta at Georgia Tech. He is one of the greatest football players ever to lace him up there. All ACC 50th year anniversary team and, of course, in the Georgia Tech Hall of Fame. Captain America, Kent Swilling. Good to see you, bro. Uh, good evening, sir. Good to see you as well. Praise the Lord. Good to be seen. And across from me, a guy that um, we tease him. We call him the uh, the – Devious Deacon, he is really not that. Uh, Miles Tyson is in the building, man. Uh, welcome to the show, bro, again. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me, sir. Hey, man, listen, uh, it is fantastic to uh, have you here. And then, of course, uh, on the line, I believe he is here. He is the owner of the Georgia Swarm Indoor Lacrosse Team. And uh, he, like I said, he's the envy of all the other sports owners here in the building. Andrew Arlotta is with you. Andrew, are you there? Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, listen, uh, thanks for being back with us, man. We appreciate you so much. Uh, well, has it, has it ever gotten old, brother? I mean, the fact that you can say you are the world champion. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's nice. It's, uh, it's an honor to be able to say it. We've, we've worked at it for a long time, over 10 years now. So, But um, it was a dream come true, and it, it, it sure is um, an honor. Well, just tell people a little bit about that journey because I think what happens is that, you know, sometimes people hear about, uh, you know, people making this, this, this journey. They see a world championship, and they don't realize that it is something that, um, that wasn't overnight. As you mentioned, 10 years, and uh, you were actually in a different city. What brought you here to Atlanta? Yeah, we, were, we had the team in, in Minnesota for seven years. Uh, we played out of the XL Energy um, Center in, in St. Paul there, and um, – you know, we were looking at, at relocating. Um, we were looking at uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Louisville, Kentucky, and um, Cincinnati, Ohio, as well as uh, is here. And and really, this uh, this was just the best fit. A, a little bit smaller of arena. Our arena holds ten thousand five hundred for our games, versus the uh, eighteen thousand um, seat arena that we were playing in. And um, Look, uh, lacrosse is booming here in the state of Georgia. You have roughly uh, 6 million people here and um, one of the biggest cities in, in the world. And uh, a beautiful arena at Infinite Energy Arena in, in Duluth there. Um, so it, it just it made a lot of sense, and uh, we couldn't be happier um, to be here. And, and I know our, our team and our players all love it. We're actually the, the talk of the league this warm weather is uh, very inviting for players to come into. Uh, most of our players are from the Toronto area, so um, their winters can be quite rough. 
Well, I know that's the truth. I originally came from Connecticut, and they've been they've bombarded the whole northeast section of the country with just one nor'easter after the other. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, there's no doubt that uh, it is uh, it is a pleasure to be here in Atlanta. Well, Ken, I know you're pretty excited about uh, having some indoor uh, lacrosse here, and uh, I think you're more excited about the fact that they're a champ. I, I love the fact that they're champions, and that, that is uh, probably key to me, <laughs> uh, that they are uh, the reigning champions in the state. Uh, I want to ask, are, are you guys ready to repeat this year? Well, we're getting hot at the right time. Our, um, <laughs> we had a rough beginning um, we were playing most of the season with um, without four of our starters, and and um, for the last couple games we've had the uh, pretty much the original team from last year together, aside from uh, one player. So these guys are getting hot at the right time. I was getting a little nervous there, and and uh, thankfully um, all the teams in our division are are kind of one game away from each other. So it's going to be a dogfight, but um, these guys are looking good recently. Well, Andy, uh, I think a lot of people don't know when they, you know, when they see this and they see an ownership group. Uh, your group is a little unique because it's like a family affair, isn't it? It is. It is. It's it's my father and I. He actually is the general manager, so he's he's the guy. Uh, about um, seven years ago, um, we we let go of fifty percent of our team, our coaching staff, and our GM, and uh, really we we wanted to build it a certain way and. And um, the the big key factor there was with character. Um, We actually came to a a point where we said, hey, you know, we're going to build this team with character, and if we can't win with character, then we'll get out of the business. And, um, you know, seven years later, we we bring uh, the franchise its its first world championship. But he's he's really the the man behind making all that happen. Um, He's he's, uh, very passionate about it. Well, you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, we, we have another father and son duel in the NFL, and uh, sometimes I don't know if it works as smoothly as you guys. I'm talking about Jerry Jones <laughs> and his dad. So, uh, so you guys are really blessed. And speaking of blessed, that was the other thing that really impressed me when I got a chance to cover you guys last year is um, really the spirit. And what I sensed as we discussed that both you and your dad uh, and I think even some of the players are men of faith. Talk to us a little bit about how, you know, the Lord has really impacted, you know, how you guys do about your business. Well, he's everything, and um, you know, I I I have a um, a wife too that is um, you know um, very strong in her faith and and really grounded. Um, actually, she's at Bible study fellowship tonight, and I just down our our just about two year old. So I'm I'm thankful that I could be on this call. He he went down pretty. Easy. <laughs> you know, we we are strong believers in God, and and. Um, we owe it all to all to him, his glory, and um, you know, with without him, I know. Um, it, it you mentioned father son duo. It's it's not always easy, and um, you know, the move here wasn't easy. Um, relocating my family, starting from scratch. Um, you know, we averaged over nine thousand in in uh, in Minnesota. So really, it was. Um, a startup here and um you know to go from from doing that to uh you know really having to grind it out here and and build the staff and uh you know build a, a brand in in you know now it's our third year here it's um it's been difficult but um 
you know, thankfully we, we do have God and, and he's blessed us. And, you know, that world championship was a blessing. It's, it's really helped our, our franchise and put us on the map here in Georgia and, and um, really helped with attendance. And it, it's just, uh, it's been a great thing and, and um, we're fortunate. Well, I tell you, man, like I said, again, I, I was really very impressed with that. And the other thing, too, man, really just came out in the warmth that you guys have. Uh, I was talking to uh, another uh, associate of mine that uh, is covering you guys for the first year this year. And what he said to me, he said, man, I just, he said, I got a chance to meet Andy. And he said, I just, these guys are just such warm guys, man. And so uh, the hospitality, and they really, you know, made us feel like, hey, we're glad you guys were out here covering us. So I can tell you, man, it, it, uh, it, it just is, it's just a pleasure and uh, an honor to, to know you and to meet your dad. Um, I, I, I was kind of bashed, but I, I didn't drink out of the championship <laughs> cup. I didn't do that. But uh, I did get a chance to share some hugs with you and some of the other teammates, man, at the, uh, at the uh, Taco Max celebration. So, like I said, man, you, you guys are just are near and dear to me, and we appreciate you. Well, listen, how can people find out more about the Swarm? What's your website? And uh, tell us what the next game, because I know you guys always got something good going on uh, during the in-game experience. Yeah, actually, um, you, you can find out more about us at georgiaswarm.com and um, obviously all of our social media as well as our website. But we have some really great games coming up. Actually, uh, this weekend is Native American Heritage um, uh, Night on Saturday night, and um, we'll be wearing a, a special jersey to represent the old uh, Cherokee tribe when they were crossed. So it's, um, it's going to be a really neat jersey. We have um, the Cherokee tribe coming in. Um, it'll be um, it'll be one of our, our better attended games this year. But what we're we're really excited about, and by the way, we're playing another Eastern Division, the, the number one uh, ranked team in our division. So this will be game two against them. And if we can come out strong and, and beat them, we'll we'll be right there in uh, the number two slot. So that's a good thing. But um, Sunday, April eighth, I think your your listeners would would um, enjoy hearing this. That's going to be our faith and family night. It's a 405 game on uh, Sunday, April 8th, and we are bringing in the Inside Out Band from uh, Andy Stanley's church, and I'm, I'm sure uh, you and some of the listeners right. are familiar with them. But um, it's uh, really the theme of the night is kindness is cool, and um, we have about five 5,000 kids coming in from um, just the six locations there, but um, we have the 12 stoners as well as um, uh, numerous other churches throughout Atlanta and the metro Atlanta. It should be our, our biggest night, and um, they'll be performing. The Inside Out Band will be performing at halftime for 10 minutes and then a post-game show for another 45 minutes. Every time they've performed there at uh, the Infinite Energy Arena, they've, they've sold it out. So um, hopefully we can have the same kind of luck, but then, uh, we'll, we'll cap off the regular season on, uh, Saturday, April 28th fan appreciation night. And that's, that, um, is another game against, uh, um, another, uh, division foe. So, um, three more regular season games, and then we hit the playoffs. Well, I'm going to tell you something, brother. I, I appreciate it. We look forward to getting out there. If I can't get out myself personally, certainly my cameraman, uh, we'll be out there uh, to get some stuff for you guys. If you want to take a look at what it looks like for a championship team, go to our YouTube page, and you actually will see video of game one of the uh, of the championship series, which, of course, uh, the Georgia Swarm uh, won right here. And you also will get a little clip. You know, you guys are very uh, pretty cool in your marketing at the game we went to. Also, Ludacris 
with you at the halftime yeah. show. So you guys got definitely some buzz going on. Listen, Andy, listen, I know you got to go, especially when you got a little one in the, uh, you know, in the house. So we appreciate you, man, and uh, we look forward to having you back on with us again real soon. Well, I look forward to seeing you soon, and, and uh, hopefully you can make it out to the, the April 8th. But uh, we'll see you soon. And, and guys, thanks, thanks very much for all the support and having me on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it, Andy. Yep. Well, that was Andy Orlotta, guys. I mean, uh, like you said, you talk about a guy that uh, really got his hands in with the community. Here it is, the president of the team, you know, takes time out to uh, to come on here. And then, again, like I said, when you go out to the stadium, championship team, world championship, yeah, nobody else has got that. The, the Falcons don't have that. The uh, uh, None of the other guys have that. So we uh, thank God for him. We're going to shift gears for here in just a second. We'll go to a quick commercial break because we have a real special caller on the line. We have a gentleman that's going to be joining us all the way from China. All right. As we talk and ask the big question, should college football, college basketball players, and even some degree football players, should they be paid, especially with all the big money that's rolling through on the NCAAs? You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show, and we'll be back with more incredible conversation. Mark Element from Forbes coming up next. Take care. Attention promoters, event organizers, and committees. If you're looking for a place to have your next big event, you must check out the C-Room Multiplex. The C-Room Multiplex cordially invites you to book your next artist or to host your next big event at the C-Room. Specializing in the following areas, CD release parties, showcases, fashion shows, movie premieres, birthday celebrations, wedding receptions, banquets, pastor's anniversaries, special events, and more. At the C-Room Multiplex, we also offer catering and decorating packages. For more information, call us, 678-823-5124. That's 678-823-5124. Or visit us on the web at croomatlanta.com. That's c-roomatlanta.com. The C-Room is Atlanta's premier Christian entertainment venue. The C-Room, 4013A Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia. Mention this ad for special. All right, everybody, we are back. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we broadcast to you from just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, just 20 minutes south. And right now, even as we speak, we've got big things going on in Atlanta, as they always are. We've got college basketball, Sweet 16 here. Uh, two Cinderella's, Ken, squaring off Kansas State against, uh, against Loyola of Chicago. No, not Kansas Is that right? State. Did I get it wrong? Yeah, Nevada. it's Nevada. Nevada. I see, I always get Nevada, Nevada. Pina Colada, Pina all Col- of them. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's always I always get these brain locks right about this time because last year I was talking about a team that already had been eliminated. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You you right. you wish you wishing upon a star with that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it. But anyway, all that being said, speaking of college basketball, um, obviously when we look at the uh, college basketball tournament here, we call it March Madness. It sweeps the nation every single year. Uh, millions of dollars are bet, but more importantly, millions of dollars are made by the NCAA and the various partner schools. But one group of folks don't get any money at all from this. Yeah, who might that be? That might be the players. And the gentleman that I have on the line now, I, first of all, we just want to give him great uh, kudos and thanks because he is actually traveling on the road. And when I say on the road, boys, I mean on the road. He is halfway across the world in China, where it's now, I believe, 8, 19 in the morning, uh, he is an outstanding writer of sports and finance for Forbes magazine. Mark Edelman is in the building. Mark, thanks for joining us. 
Good morning. It's my pleasure to be here. Or for you guys, good evening. <laughs> well, first of all, I hope you have a wonderful breakfast there in China. What what would be the uh, what would be the normal spread there in China for a guy rising up at the eight o'clock hour to get something to eat for breakfast? Well, the breakfast isn't all too different uh, from in the United States. But last night, I I'm still getting over a hot pot which had all types of meats that we would never see in the United States. Wow. Mm. Wow, that sounds great. Strange meat. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Well, I mean, sometimes you have to challenge your palate. You have to kind of go on the extra. You guys are giving me that look like no, no, no. no. no, no. We're going to let Mr. Mark uh, do all that. (laughs) There we go. Well, well, one thing that Mark uh, does do is that he is very uh, blunt and very articulate but very informative in the idea of the college players, athletes being paid. Mark, talk to us a little bit about what you've discovered in terms of the amount of money that is being generated by the NCAA, of course, in college football and also in college basketball. Uh, Well, the NCAA generates uh, several billion, with a B, uh, dollars in revenue uh, from operating its collegiate sports programs. Uh, If we look just at the NCAA men's basketball tournament, which is only one sport, and we limit ourselves to three weeks out of the entire year. Uh, the tournament brings in upwards of $1 billion with a B dollars for the NCAA, uh, with a lion's share of that amount coming from their commercial television contract uh, that they have with CBS, TV, TBS, and TNT, uh, which in itself is upwards of $800 million, uh, with an M dollars per year. Ken, I want you to speak to that for a second. Uh, sitting next to me, Mark, is uh, Ken Swilling. He is in the Georgia Tech Hall of Fame, also All-ACC 50th anniversary team. So Ken really has seen this up close and personal. Um, what do you think about those numbers when you hear that? <laughs> Astronomical. Uh, uh, unbelievable that, that, that you would have an entity uh, that is a not-for-profit entity uh, accue that much money uh, and uh, it not be shared among those who actually are the ones who are making it happen, you know, that that's uh, very interesting to me. I, I know it's uh, it's something that's got something's got to happen, something's got to change, and we're talking about you're talking about real dollars, real cents, real money. We're not even talking about money that is made from on on the backhand of it, on right. the on the other uh, gambling side of it, and all that stuff. We're not even talking about that kind of money that we don't even see, but we, but that's money that we see, money that we know that is being um, made by these uh, by the NCAA and not being distributed to to his uh, to his uh, fellow cohorts that the ones that work hard and sweat and I know we get scholarships and I understand that I was a scholarship athlete myself so I understand all that but still that should be something done and uh, Mark what ideas do you have uh, that would kind of be in line with um, maybe what I'm thinking, you know, of some kind of stipend or whatever. Uh, do you have any ideas of of that, or have you expressed any ideas or written any articles about anything like that? Uh, well, I have several different proposals about how things could change. Uh, the simple answer to me is what we have going on right now is the absolute worst imaginable case scenario. Uh, what we have right now are fat cats in administration and coaching uh, who are bringing home salaries of five $10 million per year uh, because they have a 100 to zero revenue share with the athletes. And I could propose about four models that would be substantially better than the status quo. 
Uh, and I'm not going to tell the listeners that there's one correct model. Uh, all I could say is the one that we have now is disgusting and by far the worst of them. Uh, one possibility would be to say, well, this really is meant to be about education and not making money. And the NCAA, if it really purports their mission, is about amateur and education, uh, well, then they could move back to a model of amateur and education. Uh, they could forego their close to $1 billion that they make a year from the NCAA tournament. Uh, they could scale it back. Uh, they could have the games played on the weekends instead of the weekdays, so the athletes are not pulled out of class. They could mm. take away any commercial elements of it, and they could really say that if our mission is educational-based, we are going to focus on the education. Now, the reality is the cat is long out of the bag, and the NCAA only really purports to care about education when it's being used as an excuse not to pay its athletes. So the reality is it's doubtful, despite what they say, that they would ever move to a model that involved not pulling these young and primarily African-American inner-city kids out of class uh, because they make money off it. And the reality is the commercialization probably won't change. Given that the NCAA is not really serious about moving away from commercialization, uh, then the next best options become if you are going to continue to commercialize this and you are going to continue to pull these college athletes out of class so they're working and not even getting their education, how do we compensate them uh, for the time that they're being put in? Uh, and there I think you have two proposals that kind of make sense. Uh, one is a true free market approach, uh, and the other one would be moving closer to unionization. In a true free market approach, we'd be saying that these athletes that are being pulled from class to participate in commercial sports should be treated like just any other employee of the university, much like a professor and a coach. And they should be free to negotiate their own salaries and their own compensation when they come into the university and whatever they are able to negotiate, just like anybody else, becomes theirs. The other option would be to create some form of a union or quasi-union body uh, that would bargain on behalf of these athletes when not otherwise represented. Uh, hopefully, they would be able to negotiate some share of the revenues from these events to be put aside in some way, shape, or form for the athletes, either to be paid immediately or upon trust when they leave school, uh, and would be able to push for the liberalization of the NCAA's rules that prevent the athletes from making endorsements. So they at least would be able to get third-party benefits from the roles they play in helping the NCAA make incredible amounts of money for their coaches and administrators. Well, I like all those models. Go ahead. What do you think? Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Um, I, I I don't understand how the NCAA <coughs> keeps bringing in the education factor and all that because they're all profiting off of it. But um, I I'm thinking this is just like my idea, I mean, my, my theory of it a little bit, maybe that I'm not saying that this is what they're doing, but it seems like maybe it could be uh, they can't spread the money out equally throughout the athletic department to where all the other sports, men or women, doesn't make as money or generate money as much as football or basketball does on that level. Could that be a, a property, part of the issue at the same time at the NCAA well, is hesitant of uh, paying athletes because it's, the money's not spread out equally all around in all the sports of the NCAA. Uh, the reality is the NCAA, first let's be clear about what the NCAA actually is. Uh, because the NCAA is not some divine body that just has innate power to regulate. Uh, the NCAA is a trade association, or from an economic perspective, one might say a cartel. 
that's composed of each of the member colleges that have college sports. So they vote on rules, and they vote on rules that are in their independent, that are in their individual and collective interests, and they vote against rules that are not in the interests of the individual colleges or the colleges collectively. Now, one of the things that the NCAA will say is that we can't pay the athletes and we can't pay them a lot because we have to pay everybody the same. And it's on a whole list of arguments that on the surface sound great, and they put on their website. Uh, But they're really fallacious arguments. And when I say fallacious arguments, they're false arguments. They have big holes in them. Uh, For example, to begin, uh, in colleges, we don't pay all employees the same. Uh, I am a business law professor, and I get the free market salary or the union-negotiated salary for a business law professor. Uh, That means I earn substantially more than someone who teaches French poetry. Now, I'm not talking about the relative value of business versus French poetry in an abstract world, uh, but what I do brings in more revenue for the university. I also presume that I am paid better than people that work on the janitorial staff. Now, you can't have a college that would be efficient if we didn't have proper sanitation. Uh, But again, I have services that are rather unique. Uh, So to turn around in the college sports venue and say we don't care about who brings in the revenues and we don't care who has services that are unique uh, defies what goes on in broader education. Uh, The second thing is we have to look at the sports and why they exist, uh, as well as the people who are a part of them. And I'm just going to pick two sports for a comparison with, and I'm sure I'll get some pushback from people. Men's basketball, men's fencing. Let's just compare these two. Men's <laughs> basketball operates in the NCAA because it brings an incredible amount of revenue and is a great marketing source for the school. It brings in from the tournament itself upwards of $1 billion per year. Overwhelmingly, albeit not exclusively, the people that compete in college basketball at the premier Division I level are primarily African-American, inner-city young men uh, who pulled out of the classroom to make money for coaches and administrators. Now compare that to fencing. Fencing does not bring in revenue, as far as I know, at any school in the country. The cost of operating fencing is quite high. And the men that compete on men's fencing teams uh, actually are getting a substantial amount of money being put towards them as opposed to money that's being made for their event. Couple that with the fact that if we look at who fences in the United States, it's overwhelmingly affluent and primarily white young men that have the means to pay for school. So to tell me that the money needs to be spread equally between the primarily African-American young men from the inner cities who are being pulled out of class to generate incredible amounts of revenue for their universities, uh, and a bunch of upper-class or wealthy upper-middle-class people who are competing in fencing that is not generating revenue simply because it's a passion or a hobby, you know, when you look at it that way, it really does not make sense either. Wow. Uh, you know, and the, and the thing about it is, is that, uh, you know, Ken, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's deep. I mean, it's really, really deep. And um, the way you have articulated and, and kind of broke things down mm-hmm. made me kind of look at the things a little bit differently than yeah. I than I have been have been before. Right. Um, you know, because I've been caught up on the thing of of the Title Nine and trying to. I guess I've bought it, bought into the the uh, I guess the uh, the spin of mm-hmm. it because that has been the spin of it that the Title Nine would come into a play and that 
the women would not make as much as the men and the different colleges that are able to uh, have the big boosters would be able to pay more than than the than the regular college than the than the smaller schools or the schools that don't compete uh, my thing has always been um they're paying now <laughs> you know to some degree right you know so uh let's just legalize it and 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 do away with all of the um the the murkiness of it because when you got um, the different things like the FBI investigation going on that we have going on now, you know, I think if if players were paid and, and things were, were were done in the right direction and in the right way, that it would take away from all of that, the darkness of it, and and right. we wouldn't have we wouldn't have all of this kind of seedy element go- going on in NCAA football, basketball, baseball, track, whatever. It, all that would be taken away. Yeah. Well, I can agree with that too on that because it seems like if you like keep letting keep letting these colleges pay these kids under the table, but don't punish them for it. That way, nobody would know how much somebody's getting, and it could be I ain't gonna say equal like that, but anybody gonna be anybody else's business knowing how much more somebody makes than up, you know. So like with the boosters, and that makes sense too. But I doubt it's gonna happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can see, man, this is a topic that uh, really requires some. Uh, some additional uh, conversation, and I know that Mark, this has been a uh, an issue with you, and you've been very eloquent over the years. You know, I've been following you for a couple of years now on uh, on Twitter, and you know, I've admired how you have been very blunt. <laughs> but like you said, the big thing is, is is very informative with breaking down facts as you just done here. Uh, what we want to do is is that certainly we don't want to belabor the time with you because I know you are, you know, uh, light years away from us. But we would like to offer you the invitation that you can rejoin us again and uh, talk to us more about this because this is really an issue. You know, we have people watching on Facebook Live now and people commenting. Uh, this is certainly a hot-button issue, so we'd like to have you back if you could. Well, that would be my pleasure. I think you guys do a great show, and just reach out. I'd be glad to come on again. All right, before you leave, uh, give people more information on how they can find out more about you, social media, uh, website, and blog, so that they can uh, see for themselves uh, the great articles and the great information you have. Wonderful. It's my pleasure. Well, I'm Mark Edelman. That's M-A-R-C-E-D-E-L-M-A-N. I'm a professor of law at Baruch College, and I also have a law practice focused on sports, antitrust, and protecting individuals' rights. You can follow me on Twitter at M-A-R-C-E-D-E-L-M-A-N. That's Mark Edelman, and it's just my name, M-A-R-C-E-D-E-L-M-A-N. Well, there you go, guys, uh, the real deal, Mark Edelman in the building. He also does a wonderful uh, columns for Forbes magazine as well. So not only will he educate you on what's going on in the world of sports, but how it affects us financially. Mark, listen, man, we appreciate you so much. Enjoy the rest of your trip in China, and we look forward to having you back on us, back with us again real soon. Always appreciate it. Have a good day. Thank you, sir. Well, guys, that's, uh, that, was, that was some good stuff there. Yeah. That was some meat. Right oh, that was real. That was real meat. That was real. That was real reality check and meat right there because you know what's happening now as a, as I forestated with all of the things going on with NCAA. I just don't believe that um, it would be a situation where um, you know I, I think that things would go away and get a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we we wouldn't have the uh, the money grab wouldn't be there, but you know, and we've said this for a long time that. The rich keep getting richer, yeah. you know, and he made a statement and said something Mr. Mark did about the benefactors mm-hmm. and 
who it benefits and how the NCAA is set up to benefit. And and it's not made to benefit me. Yeah, that's right. It's made for me to be the worker bee. And, you know, I look at it like a a beehive. I'm the worker bee. (laughs) You know, I'm the guy that goes out and does everything. And, you know, and true enough, I understand, and I know people are going to blow us up on social media, uh, about um, the scholarship issue and, and saying that, you know, the guys are getting a free education. No, it's not free. <laughs> Trust and believe it's not free. And, um, you know, you have to be a great manager of time. You have to be uh, almost a, a wizard of sort uh, to kind of be able to do the things that, that, that are required of you uh, because everything uh, – I didn't realize when I went to Georgia Tech, I'll tell this quick story, I didn't realize that after football season – I was going to be doing football stuff. I didn't know that. <laughs> exactly. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, they, they surprised me. They start talking about winter workouts and, and uh, conditioning for, for spring practice. I'm like, yeah. spring practice? That's in the spring. I mean, what are you talking about? You know, and, <laughs> and, see, and I, I came from, I played all sports when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I played every, every sport there was. I ran track. I played basketball, uh, baseball. And so every season I was doing something. So I was already used to kind of being in some kind of shape for my sport. And so, um, you know, when I got to Georgia Tech, that was kind of a, a um, you know, kind of shocking to me. Rude awakening. <laughs> a rude, awa- rude awakening about, about college life. Well, look, guys, you need to stay awake right here. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to bring a guy on that's going to tell you a little bit about Rise and Shine, give God the glory. We're going to talk a little bit uh, with the gentleman who founded Rise and Shine, a great youth group here in our area. So keep it locked right here for more on the Real Talk Sports Show. We'll be broadcasting to you from just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, here at the Holiday Inn. Stockbridge. Keep it locked right here for more. Do you do hair, makeup, nails, or DJ as a hobby? The expenses you acquired and the money you made can be claimed in your tax return. Have a qualified child? You can get up to $4,373 or more. Call Raouf Tax Services at 678-561-0774. We will give you $25 gift card for any referrals that become a client. Your name also will be placed in the drawing to win a $100 gift card at the end of the tax season for your referrals. Call now, Raul Tax Service at 678-561-0774. We help more people get returns on their returns. everybody uh we are back you're listening to the real talk sports show as we broadcast to you again from just outside of atlanta georgia we're buzzing right now we're going to try to get you some score updates of the sweet 16 which is going on right here at least one of the regionals going on right here in atlanta and uh as always this city is I like to call it the conundrum of sports in the south there's a lot of great stuff going on well speaking of great stuff going on you know our our mission here on this show is to try to bring you the good news in sports that's going on, especially right here in your backyard. I think sometimes we are overlooked uh, that we don't give people the uh, uh, the real 
spotlight that they deserve as they do stuff in the community. But this gentleman here, uh, just on a, uh, a divine intervention, a meeting that God ordained, and he told me what he did, and I told him what I did, and I said, hey, so we might have something that we can do together. Reginald Shine is the CEO and founder of Rise Up and Shine Sports Foundation, and we just want to welcome him to the show, brother. Welcome. Thank you. Listen, man, uh, we appreciate you. I'm going to have you get nice and close to that mic. Mike, if you can uh, get right in there, and I'll kind of dial you up a little bit so people can hear you a little bit better. All right, kind sir? Yeah. Okay, can you hear me a little bit better? Hey, better now. Listen, man, um, uh, first of all, thank you for coming on to the show. I know you got a lot going on when you have a foundation and you're a family man as well, so a lot lot of things happening. So for you to take time out on Thursday night, we appreciate it. Thank you. Listen, what what kind of was the genesis of the Rise and Shine Foundation? Well, we uh we partner up with Red Oak United Methodist Church here in Walt Stevenson. Uh we provide, you know, basketball um and cheerleading community in the Stockbridge area. Um we just try to instill these kids a better opportunity. We try to encourage them uh, uh through the game of basketball in a Christian environment, in a safe environment. So these kids get eight games uh, out of the year, it's a 10-week program where they practice one hour per week, you know. And uh, we just try to encourage these kids because, you know, out of time is their time. And that's where we look at these kids at. So we have them come in one hour a week during practice, and they play the games on Saturday. Yes, sir. Um, what's your age groups over there? What uh, age group from, you know? Uh, we go from first grade to 10th grade. Okay. And, uh, so about 13, 14, about high, 8, 15? Uh, about 15, about 15, okay. 15 16, mm-hmm. some 12, 16, depends on, the birth, on their birthday. So we go from first grade to 10th grade. Uh, boys and girls, I'm sure. Yeah, but, boys and girls. Uh, we have girls play up to uh, first to sixth grade. Mm-hmm. In our cheerleading program, we have all girls from mm-hmm. first to sixth grade. Okay. Okay. Yep. Well, you know, uh, I'm sitting here. I'm messing with my social media trying trying to answer a question, but but uh, um, you know, I think it's um, it's very good uh, what what you've got going on. Uh, how did what what inspired you to really start what you're doing? Well, you know, I served 24 years in the United States Armed Forces. Okay. And uh, at that time, you know, I was coaching my kids and uh, coaching recreation ball for a while, and I found out there was a big need for these kids out here. Me and my wife, Stephanie Shine, uh, we had, you know, purchased a uniform for those kids that, that didn't have the ability to pay. So I said, once I completed my tour in the United States Armed Force, I'm going to give back to the community. That's what inspired me to come out here and step out here and say, I'm going to give back to the community in the game of sports through, uh, through a Christian environment, in a safe environment. Uh, that's good. First of all, thank you for your service. I have a young son that's that's in the uh, in the army right now. He just just enlisted about six months ago, so um, he, he's he's a newbie. <laughs> well, well, he chose the right one. That's where I was. <laughs> Retired sergeant first class. Yeah, yeah well, he's uh, he's doing well, and um, you know, like I said, thank you for your service, and I just I think it's just a good thing to um, to have that structure, and and what we what we lack now in in our young people is. The structure, and uh, can you speak a little bit to that? What what you, what your program kind of provides for them, what they do, uh, or, or what you what you do uh, with them to to get them in in the in the right vein? Yes, uh, through the basketball program, truly cheerleading program, uh, we authorize the uh, Christian environment, teaching them 
about life at life skills, teach them about Jesus Christ. We got a mentor program there too. If they need help with their homework, studying stuff, I have a certified teacher on site that can come in. And, you know, it's, it's available for those kids that need that. You know, because we have a lot of kids, you know, in the community that basically have single parents, and so we try to make it affordable for them to come in and teach. You know, and get the mentor, play the game of basketball, learn something about Jesus Christ. Right. That's yeah. That's that's what we do. Well, that, that, I think, is probably the biggest thing that excites me is the faith-based um, portion of it. Um, this is something I'm always curious about. I know the FCA doesn't seem to have much problem, but have you, have you ever had or do you have a situation where you've had any pushback either from officials or from parents saying, hey, we don't want kind of the faith ingredient in the, uh, in the program? Uh, no, no, I haven't had that yet. You know, we've been open since 2013. You know, you know we, we've been pretty lucky on that one, John. So I haven't had that pushback on that yet, you know. And well, we got all types of different religions that's in our program there. Well, what that sounds like to me is is that the proof is in the pudding. You know, a lot of times people look at the results, and that's the way they should look at it. And I think that more and more people will start to understand that when you have a faith-based organization, just like Ken talked about before, you're yeah. setting forth, uh, you know, a pattern of discipline, a lifestyle that really helps make good citizens. That's right. You know, we we love to make great basketball players and football players, but what we ultimately want to do as parents, as mentors, as teachers, as coaches, which that's is right. what you guys are doing, is to make good citizens. Okay, right, exactly. Right, that's, what, that's, that's the idea of the game. Okay, we, we, we have you play sports, but to make good citizens. But listen, how can people um, find out more about uh, what you're doing? First of all, while, while I pass the mic over here, I want to I want to go ahead and put this up. Hopefully you can see it in Facebook. Go ahead here. Uh, yes, sir. I just wanted to. Ask a question before you got off here. I'm, I'm actually, um, I, I'm, I like the way what you're doing with the young men and young ladies, and I just want to put my resume out here right now too. That uh, I did coach uh, about six years of uh, church league basketball, and uh, I got four championship uh, uh, appearances, and I'm two and two, lost two and one two. So, uh, yo, you do need a coach over there, Mr. Shine, uh, Mr. Shine. Let me let me let me explain something to you. Okay. Well, we before we go off the, off the rails. This has been a great show. Thank you so kindly for keeping us, you know, in order. Because right, right. order is the word of the day. That's right. So uh, I want you to know that the championship was won. It won but two teams in in, in the league. Number one, and one of them was a girls' team, and one of them was was they were toddlers. So um, so he he had the girls' team. Right. He had the girls' team. Okay. But we love you having. Come on, we still give them opportunity. Just, uh, I got twelve coaches over there. I got twelve great coaches, and you know I can't complain. God has been good to me and my family, and we thank God every day for it. I have a volunteer staff that is amazing. Right. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, you yeah. But also, all jokes aside, I do just wanted to put that out there. If you do ever need help coaching, I'm volunteering, no, no, nothing like that. It's just I, I love doing it. I love being around these young men and teaching them some structure and some, some like a man, uh, you know, just a statue in front of them that I can role model that I could possibly be for these young men that need it out here some, you know, and I, I love messing with them. They, once you go out there and be with them and you spending time okay. with them and, you know, they know that you're out there for them, taking time away from my family, being with them, they, they appreciate that and they respect it. And just some of the – I have fun with them. They're a ball. You know, once you get in some of these young guys' minds and spend time with them, they, it's, it's fun, you know, not even a job, so. Let me know if you need some, uh, you know, 
some championship and pedigree out there. You know, I, I, I volunteer myself. So. Yeah, you, 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 Mr. Sir, you ought to know that um, anytime a man that, that self promotes, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta watch. I got a T-shirt for him too. <laughs> Well, you're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show, and we now, um, and one of the things I'm going to do before we get off the air, we'll make an announcement about some other things that I'm doing for my company, but evidently what I also need to do is to start an employment service and referral because Miles has pitched himself so hard. I'm thinking, man, is there any room here that we can conduct this? I, I, I mean, mean, I have never seen this before. I this mean, man, all he's lacking is a suit and tie right now. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, and, and even, and even listen, even when you kind of lean on a little bit, he said, well, that's all well and good, but the bottom line, I'm available. I'm available. Right. I'm available to you right coach, now. I, mean, I don't care what they you say know. about me, but I'm available if you need to coach. Well, listen, man, again, we, it's, it's just really very exciting to have you out here. Now, I know last week you guys played a full slate, and I think you told me, I think, think Miss Stephanie mentioned to me that you guys, you mentioned again today, play from 10 in the morning to like 4 or 5 in the afternoon. That's right. That's right. We get it. We get it going. <laughs> and this weekend, we be playing from like 3 o'clock in the evening till like 10 o'clock at night. Well, now, parents, now, y'all be talking about we, we need some place for our kids to go. Yeah. Now, I don't know of any place that would take some of your children <clears throat> and keep them all day. And what he just said, keep them all afternoon, all night. <laughs> all night. So you need to contact Rise and Shine. Foundation, contact Mr. Shine, contact his wife, Stephanie, and they'll be more than happy to enroll your children in. And, and now, what sports do you guys do? I know you just mentioned again, you talked about basketball, cheerleading, but what, what do you guys do? Give us a rundown one more time. We do basketball, we do cheerleading, and we do tutoring, and we do mentoring. Okay. So we do all that. Excellent. Now, are you guys thinking of maybe partnering with some guys that do football, for chance? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, opportunity permits itself. Okay. We will. All right. We will. Because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, here... What I have noticed is everybody likes football. Yeah, I know. Everybody loves football. Football is, <laughs> but football is expensive. And I'll tell you it what, yeah. what got me away from football. I, I, I didn't mean, mean to, I, I would love to help. I will help, and I promise I'll be there every day, just as long as the parents just <laughs> drop them off and leave. They can't come to the games. <laughs> but, but, okay, now, now I'll tell you, that, that's real talk, and that's something that we are that going is. to address uh, on the show as we move uh, later on, good Lord willing, is that this idea that everybody assumes or dreams that their child is going to be the next whatever, you fill in the blank. Well, Minister, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If, you're, if you grew up in the household and your father – did not play sports, and you grew up and you didn't play sports, mm-hmm. how is it that you think that your son is all of a sudden going to be Barry Sanders <laughs> or Deion Sanders or, or LeBron James or anybody of, of that ilk, you know? But every parent lives vicariously through their child, and it ends up giving the child a bad experience, giving a coach a bad experience. <laughs> Everybody has a bad experience. Except the, and, and the parents have a bad experience. They really do, right? They're you know, the game. Yep. because they they're trying to. I'm telling you, I could tell some war. I got some war stories. I could tell. <laughs> I, I tried to coach for like three years um, down at a little park in Fairburn, and everything was great. And eventually, I had to just let it go because it wasn't the kids. I love coaching the kids, yeah. but the parents were just so overbearing, yeah. right. and just so just oh, just demonstrative about. 
why John is not playing. Well, you won't bring him to practice. <laughs> and I can't put him in the game if he don't know play. Just, just saying. You know. I mean, all those things. And, and, and again, guys, and, and I didn't really realize until we started covering you know, high school sports when I went out and actually, you know, a lot of times we're in the stands. And, Miles, I'm going to have you make an adjustment. If you can maybe slide Mr. Shine's mic back just a little bit because I think his mic is going to head in his chest in a second there. There we go. There you go. Perfect. Me, now we kind of get you right. That's right. Cause we don't want the Army guy. And the Army's all about, you know, straight and tall. So I don't want him to come, hey, man, you let the Army guy have the bent over mic. I don't want, <laughs> you know, because my brother served the same thing. He was in there for about 10 or 11 years. So I don't want him to come, hey, man, how come the, okay. the, the Army guy had the whack mic and the mic was going down? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not interested in doing that. But, yeah, really it is a situation where we have to kind of learn not to uh, do these kind of things and just understand that, you know, your your children – are there, first of all, to enjoy themselves and get that's some right. exercise and to be trained, you know, on what it is to be on a team. And that's why I think that sometimes this whole AAU thing, that's a whole other thing that has just become this juggernaut that really is a, just like the NCAA of Cash Cow. But, again, we're going to, if the Lord allows, uh, uh, to bring some people on and talk about that as well. Because, Ken, you talked about expense. I hear what some of my female friends talk about. They're spending for their kids for the AAU participation. <laughs> it's off the chain. I got, a fr- I got a friend right now. I think last summer she spent, like, I want to say like eighteen hundred bucks for a kid kid to play just to play, you know. So it, it's I mean it's a money grab. It's it's everything that it is, and uh, you know. And then the kids really don't get a some. If you're on the wrong in the wrong situation, the kids really don't get a chance to to grow because most of them are just as dig, disorganized as mm-hmm. as anything you ever seen, you know. So <laughs> right. you know, and. Uh, Speaking of experience about football, and football, rec ball, I know uh, in Jonesboro, I know my sister paid $600 for her son to play. Uh-oh. They get two uniforms, and I'm like, okay, y- y'all getting two uniforms, vice versa, jerseys, and they just doing all that stuff now and these kids, for these kids. But, I mean, it's a good thing. It's, it's good for the kids and everything. But like Ken said a while ago with the parents, you know, they, they got to let the coaches coach and let the parents That's right. be parents. And, you know, I, it's, it's hard because I got a daughter in high school right now, freshman, I – I, I just know some of the stuff she do, just like it's just kind of like simple stuff that you know she should know better because I taught her. Or said well, it, well we know you come from. She come from this <laughs> long line, of this this uh, pedigree. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Okay, we ain't Hall of Fame, 50th anniversary worthy, but uh, we got some traditions, you know. And uh, you know, it's just it's just I, I I try to stay out of it, and I let the coaches coach. Now, when she get home, I, I get on her. But uh, you know, I just let the coaches do. I know my role. Know your role, parents. Know your role. Yeah, and and that's the thing. That's the thing that I've tried to do with both my sons, uh, even my daughter. If she if she had wanted to play anything, mm-hmm. I and you know I try to stay out of it. I live my life. I've had my good time. Mm-hmm. I've played sports. You know, right. I, I played all of them to the to the full. And I told my kids when they were young, I said, you know, if you don't play a down of football, if you don't want to dribble a basketball, that's fine by me. Whatever you want to do, I'm going to support you. And that's the, that's the thing about it. Yeah, you're looking like that, Miles. It's the truth. I mean, it's the truth. But, you know, that's me saying I'm going to support you even even if it's uh, the, the, the science fair or whatever we're doing, whatever you want to be involved in, I want to be in there with you. Right. And I don't have to – it doesn't have to be sports-related. It doesn't have to be – doing anything else you know i I just you know that's just me but i know every parent isn't like that you know i mean i understand that's the political you know way of speaking of the situation but uh (laughs) what i'm saying is i knew what about kids gonna play sports what i'm gonna do oh you so you're gonna make somebody i'm gonna make them but i just knew well that means you were gonna make somebody do something i just know i mean she wanted to play so 
all going to happen. I just thank God for her oh, and her decision oh, so that you, she you, made. You, you, you were just, throwing, you were just throwing balls at her until she caught one, huh? I, just, <laughs> I thank God I didn't have to force her. I thank God for that. <laughs> is, is, has her season started yet? Softball, uh, softball she, she's actually starting next month. She, she's, she's a sophomore this time, right? She's a sophomore. She played, She's a sophomore and playing for the Forest Park High School in softball and played basketball there. Okay, wow. okay. The JV team wow. just won the city championship wow. this past year at Forest Park High School, JV team. Wow. They are supposed to come on the show, but we had a, they had to cancel one time. But uh, congrats to them. And, you know, her basketball coach is also a softball coach, so that's good. That's good okay. that she does wow. both of them learning from under her. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, I'm proud of her. That sounds that sounds awesome, Miles. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> now, you you don't do too much with, a, with, with softball, right? Uh, I, I do a little bit, you know. I I can do. I did a little baseball when I was younger, about her age, twelve, thirteen. I didn't never go to high school level like rep ball. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it too much because baseball was a little too slow for me, a little too boring. So, but um, you know, I teach the little grounders, a little simple things. Okay. Right. Other stuff. Yeah. Right. So, but it's great though to see them out there, you know, just learning as they go and getting better each and every week. It's a, it's a great, it's a great process and great, great times. Yeah. Yes, just like just like we do for the Rise of China, we love to see a smile on kids' face. Mm-hmm. There you go. And we're trying to encourage a new program next year. We're going to try to bring in a game of chess. Oh, oh. Every kid can play sports. There you go. We might say, hey, go up the hallway, turn to the right. We got a chess teacher there. Right. Game of chess. We're going to try to incorporate that next year. Well, I got, I got the help you need, brother. There's a young man, and he's going to be on our program, Good Lord, in the next couple of weeks. He's actually nationally known. His name is Orrin Checkmate Hudson, and uh, he goes around and teaches you know, young people how to play chess, so, uh, and he's always looking for opportunities to go out and, and spread the, uh, the gospel of chess and how it relates to you being better in your life. That's right. All right, well, listen, let people know as we get to, ready to conclude how they can find out more about you, if you have a website or social media where they can follow you. Uh, we got a Facebook program. Just in, uh, we got a Facebook program, Rise Up and Shine. Just okay. look up on Facebook, or you can go www.riseupandshine.net and find out all the information you want about Rise Up and Shine. Uh, you, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right here. Uh, you can literally, in real time, rise and shine. <laughs> Give know. God the glory right there with your kids and understand they're going to be really able to be well-taught and hopefully make them into good citizens. Listen, man, we appreciate you coming on tonight. We look forward to having you back on with us on the program because we want to continue to spotlight you know, the good things that are going on in the community. Certainly you and your wife are doing some great stuff there, so we appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Mr. Miles. All right, well, let's, uh, let's kind of go around the room here. And, uh, you know, we got, we got a guy over here, and I talked to this guy beforehand. He probably doesn't know I'm talking about him now, but I'm going to have Miles try to drag him over. This guy is actually legitimate from Philadelphia, Philly fan. Do we have to? Well, just for a quick second, I told him I'd probably try to drag him on. So I'm going to have Miles kind of see if I can grab him. But he's comfortable over there with his beverage, but that's okay. We're going to. Let me tell you something, man. Go ahead, bro. I know you're feeling some kind of way. I'm feeling some kind of way. Thank you, Mr. Sean. We really appreciate you. Thanks, sir. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just fine. It's just fine. It's just fine. Yeah, but, um, you know, it's okay. I mean, I guess we can for just a few minutes. Yeah, for a right. second. Now we can't go. Man. We can't go too long. We're not going to go too long at the end of the okay. show. We're just going to let him give a quick shout out to his Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to put him on the mic right there and pop the headset on him. He knows what to do because he he did tell me that he's got a little experience, so he knows. That's all right. He knows to put the headset on, and get close to that mic. Go to introduce yourself to everybody, young man. Good evening, everybody. My name is uh, Dwayne Patrick. Uh, originally from Philadelphia. And so you so you are very ecstatic about your Eagles finally uh, taking home the, the hardware. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it was something to 
witness live, like you said, uh, that you were a part of it. Part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phillies, Sixers, Flyers. So it's just like kind of all coming into the circle now. You have a, a complete championship that you can, like I said, you actually saw. Every sport, right? You, I saw it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, so it's very exciting. Well, listen, uh, speaking of exciting, we always want to give a big shout-out here to our, our host here at the uh, Holiday Inn and Suites. How have you enjoyed yourself here so far at the stay here? Oh, it is, it's always great here. It's always a great stay here. Uh, people come from all over, whether they're transitioning yep. or whether they're just local, just to come by. It's a great place to watch the game because, you know, other restaurants might be crowded. And loud. Exactly. <laughs> so you can come in here, breakfast, lunch, and, and dinner, and now they got sports radio here. That's right. There you go. So you never know what you might have with your local holiday and sweets. Listen, brother, I just wanted to kind of bring you on right quick. Appreciate you so much. Met you in the lobby. Uh, had a great conversation. So I said I didn't want to let the show go through without uh, letting you come on. At least give a shout-out. And uh, hoorah for your Philadelphia Eagles, who are right now the reigning world champions of the National Football League. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate you. I will be following you guys from now on. Please do. Great. Remember, Appreciate guys, it. all of you can follow us. Anybody listening or watching right now, remember, at Real Talk Sports, the number seven. You can find us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Fly, eagle, fly. Right there. We're going to bring one more guy on here. He's on the phone right now, but we're going to bring him on. He's, he's on the phone. Yeah, we're gonna, he's, he said, will you bring me on? Yeah, I'm going to bring him on right quick. And I'm going to make this announcement, guys, before we get off the air. I'm going to let him get his headset on and get close to the mic here so you can kind of see him here. All right, once you got him on the headset, we can uh, we can get him straight. Okay. All right. We're going to welcome to the show from the Phoenix Media Group, Mr. Gary Booker. Gary, what's going on, brother? Oh, I'm doing okay. We'll get you close to that mic there, kind sir. There we go. Sure. See, Gary normally likes to be behind the camera, but we, <laughs> we, we, we wanted to bring him on. What I wanted to do is just let everybody know that, uh, you know, uh, our company, Christian Media Group, and Gary's company have decided to partner up and uh, do some uh, some stuff here. We know it's in the Atlanta market that people were, were being uh, taken advantage of when they needed video production services. So we are actually going to be operating a full-blown video production service. We'll be able to do live video. We'll be able to do uh, video shoots, uh, photo shoots as well. So uh, if you need us, you can contact us. You can call us on our uh, on the work number for Christian Media at uh, 678-304-8121. And we'd be uh, more than happy to uh, – yep, just press not now. There you go. We'd be more than happy to assist you. And we're going to be opening up a new location. We right now are in Fayetteville, but we will be opening up a location right next door to WIGO AM 1570. We'll be in the second part of their building, so you can come and visit us there. We'll let you know what our hours are there. But I just wanted to bring Gary on right quick. And uh, we're going to be doing some more stuff here with the live streaming. You're going to notice that we're going to start to have some titling and, and some uh, other things that we're going to do to enhance the broadcast series. I just want to bring Mr. Booker on and uh, – I'm saying hello, brother, and uh, it, uh, I look forward to some good stuff. Well, I, I do, too. Uh, I, I think uh, we've got a great partnership here. We've got top-of-the-line equipment and give no you quality streams mm-hmm. and uh, quality broadcast. And uh, I'm quite sure uh, Pastor Simmons will tell you where to go online and actually look at some of our video. But look forward to getting this thing going. And so we have two locations, and we're going to put them both to work. Amen. Gary, appreciate you, brother, and we look Thank forward you, to doing Jeff. some stuff. And we all got guys, but if you guys on Facebook Live, uh, if you guys want to hang around, we're actually going to pop back on the air after we conclude the broadcast. And we're going to do some, so if you see some, like, things scrolling, that's just us testing all of our equipment <laughs> here, all right, guys? So, okay. Gary, again, we thank you so much, brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, all sir. Right. 
All right, we're going to wrap it up, brother, gentlemen, as we always do. Uh, Mr. Kent Swilling, final word, sir. Uh, yes, as I always say, uh, <laughs> love more and hate just a little bit less. Um, I want to say thank you, Minister, for this opportunity, and thank you for giving us this uh, platform and, um, you know, for allowing us to come and, and be with you. I'll tell you what, uh, uh, special thanks to uh, Mr. Miles Tyson uh, for convincing me uh, to that's come right. and yep. and do your and do your show yep. uh, over almost a year and a half ago like now. A year and a half ago, that's right. Yep. Uh, and uh, for some reason, I haven't left. <laughs> ever, ever we appreciate since. that. And, yep. and and things have gotten um uh as my uh, the, the old people would say, it's gotten gooder and gooder and <laughs> Amen. Amen. it's gotten gooder. And I I thank God for all, all for everything and uh, for for what you bring and what you mean to 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 this city and what you mean to the sports world and as well as the church world. Well, we appreciate you having back, brother. That's, that's I can't. I don't know what to say. <laughs> say thank you. <laughs> well, um, I would like to say first and foremost, give uh, thanks to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you, WIGO fifteen seventy Real Sports Talk Radio with Jonathan Simmons and Ken. I appreciate you, brother. And uh, Game Time Sports Talk Radio on WIGO fifteen seventy Tuesday night eight to excuse me seven to eight. Sorry and. Tune in. We talk sports. Uh, we should, we kind of bounce off each other a little bit, uh, piggyback off each other. Me and Jonathan show. So uh, come and join uh, us. Ken's on there with us sometimes. Mr. Simmons will when he's not so busy. And uh, my boy VJ. And uh, thank God for you. And uh, live, laugh, love. Peace out. There you go. One thing I do want to do. I was reminded by my good buddy. Uh, uh, we call him DT Dennis Thomas. He's a great photographer. Does stuff down at the. Uh, at the Georgia Dome, been covering the Falcons for years and years on the field. But he also does some high school football. We did a couple of play-by-play games during the year, and uh, he reminded me that we have a, a champion right here in our midst in Clayton County. I want to give a shout-out to the Lovejoy High School girls basketball oh, yes. team. Oh, yes. Won the 6A state championship this year. I want to thank God for them. Also want to give a shout-out over just not too far away from us, also Southside Langston Hughes, the men's team, the boys' <laughs> team has won state championship for the second year second in a row, row. back-to-back. Yeah, uh, so, again, the South Side doing some big things. And Westlake. West and Westlake as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. Westlake girls win. So, we, a lot of stuff going on here in the South Side of town. But, again, special shout-out to Lovejoy High School, the Lovejoy uh, girls basketball team. Again, 6A state championship this year. And, actually, we look forward to having them potentially on the show. Uh, and we want to encourage you guys, and we want to thank God for all those people who have really been uh, great followers of this show, especially, uh, you know, followers and uh as you can hear in the background guys big stuff going on here in the ncaa tournament we're going to give you breaking news on the updated scores here we're going to go to the scoreboard right now live score with 69 65 loyola is up with just about looks like six seconds left the game they just had a big mm-hmm. shot here to increase their lead they hit a three-pointer but uh, here. lucky shot but that's the luckiest team in the tournament y'all wow oh my goodness these last second shots they're going to run out soon. These last second shots are going to run out Oh, soon. oh. Okay. That's I, I, madness. I, I know we're at the end of the show, but I know what we forgot to talk about. <laughs> oh, Tennessee went down. That's what happened. That's oh, what happened. Yeah. Little Loyola, they like you see in the, in the tournament. What's making all these last second shots. Oh, my God. Okay, I guess I'm a little confused. Um, so, in other words, what you're telling me is, is that after Ken has already told you, <laughs> hey man, you wanna you know love more, hate a little less. You decide. I'm gonna get right back in my hater head. Right. <laughs> They're the luckiest team I've ever I don't care if I'm a deacon or not. They they're the luckiest. Mm-mm. All right, here's that, the thing.
Uh, but it's keep up. in mind, bro, they were up 66-65. Wow. The three-pointer was the dagger. They were already up, bro. I mean, it just they were up with 36 seconds to go. They made they made the three-pointer. Well, they did what they had to do. And, they, I mean, hey. They weren't up against us. They made the last second shot to win it. We yeah. had a bad game. That's okay. We'll be back. The whole team coming back. You so. win some, you lose some. And in March Madness, that's we why they have to do a thing. Because you just don't know. Hey, I'm rooting for them now. They beat us. I'm going to lose for them. Speaking of March Madness, I think no one <laughs> – knew uh, how good and what big of a run the Michigan Wolverines are on. They are right now dismantling Texas A&M up 79-53 with about eight minutes to go mm. in the second half. So uh, Michigan uh, is uh, – looks like they're rolling. They're rolling. And later on tonight, we're going to have K-State against the uh, University of Kentucky. Uh, they will be kicking off in uh, just about, about minutes, another 30, 30 minutes, minutes from now. And then about another hour from now, we will have uh, Gonzaga uh, squaring off against, uh, if I can read that properly, my eyes are so bad here. Oh, have mercy. I can see if I can get against Florida State. There you go. So ACC is still being represented there uh, by Florida State. And uh, kudos to them because, you know, over the years, you know, people have kind of accused them of kind of fading in the tournament. So uh, good for them that they're doing some great things there. I'll tell you what, they might fade tonight. But yeah, because they're, yeah, they're going for juggernaut with Zonzaga. You might see the fade tonight. Zonzaga's serious business. <laughs> they're, not, they're, they're a good team. They're not, they're not a juggernaut. They're not a juggernaut. Who's not a juggernaut? Gonzaga's not a juggernaut. They're a good team, though. They're, they're a very good team. They're, they're, they've been a well-coached team for the last 20 years. What are you talking about? I just said they're not a juggernaut. That's all I said. Okay. Well, now, here's what I will say about that before you get off the air. One of the things Ooh. I think is the press really does spin a lot when you talk about labeling teams. Right. Because, like, for example, they constantly talk about Gonzaga and Xavier being quote-unquote mid-majors, even though these guys have made multiple appearances right, deep right. into the tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, and same thing with Butler, MFA Butler came off a situation where they went back-to-back right. Final Four title games. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. And not been for my boy that UConn getting hot. I mean, Butler might have taken him down. So I'm right. saying, you know, this idea that these teams are mid-majors, I get it because they don't maybe have a, a, a football program that can compete at that level. But at the end of the day, you look at the Butlers, the Xaviers, the Gonzagas of the world, these teams are, are consistent basketball powerhouses. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, this idea they have mid-major and, you know, somehow they fluked in or I hope they ate. Well, That's I truly I believe that Xavier was – the Big East period was a strong conference this year in basketball. Yep. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. So, now Gonzaga, eh, you know, two, two or three teams every year, St. Mary's College and um, – and them, that's, that's about all that you get out of that conference over there every year. But, you know, it is what it is. Nothing to take nothing away from him. Like I, said, I can't think of the guy, the coach's name, but he has. He, Mark Few. Mark Few. 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 Mm-hmm. He, he has built a program in Gazan, I'm mm-hmm. sure. So, I mean, you know, you say you don't want to take anything away from him. They're but that's slight, all in your voice. I don't understand. I don't understand. I know we got to go. I know we got to go. We probably just <laughs> yeah, really so we're gonna, right yeah. We but that's okay. That's why we set it up. We can run a little bit of overtime. That's the yeah. one thing I love about you know when I we do it on our. The, the well, you do it on your own. Yes, yeah, yes. we can. We can do that. Well, again, uh, March Madness is still in full effect because right now uh, Loyola Chicago is up sixty nine, sixty eight. Nevada's hit a big, big jumper to keep them still in range. So sixty nine, sixty eight with one click left on the top. Clock. We're trying to see if we can get some TV behind us to see what's going on. And we got a timeout on the court. But anyway, guys, we're going we're to go, but we'll be back because we're going to be testing our multi-stream platform before we leave. So uh, those of you who are watching us on Facebook Live, you know, just check back. We're going to repost be back with you. For those who have been kind enough to stay with us here on the extra bonus time on Block Talk Radio, 
We thank God for each and every one of you. But before I go, you know, I'm going to ask the question I ask every week, every week. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ, mighty Yeshua HaMashiach, as your personal Savior? If you don't, I'm telling you, please, man, please, sir, get to know him today. Why? Because nobody loves you like Jesus, not your mom, not your grandma, not even your auntie and them. He loves you because he made you. And number two, that's the way you get into heaven. I know I like to tell you all different kinds of things, but it's not true. All right, guys, again, we appreciate you so much. Remember, follow us anywhere on social media at Real Talk Sports 7. Also, I am, yes, a real live minister, so you actually can hear uh, some of my ministerial programs. Check me out on the Clarion Call broadcast every Wednesday morning, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. on WIGO uh, 1570. You also can go to my personal uh, Facebook page, Jonathan Simmons, and see me broadcasting there. I also do kind of an oddly named series on Sunday, half an hour from 10 to 10.30, called Preaching in the Park. Now, people say, well, how come we're not preaching in the park? Because it's still a little bit too cold right now. But I will be out there at Clark Park. But right now, we also do it here at the Holiday Inn and Suites. So if you want to join us, please do Sunday morning, 10 o'clock to 10.30 a.m. All right, everybody, uh, we appreciate you so much. As we say, as we always do, as we sign off, God bless you, and have a great night. See you next week. Good luck, willing. Taylor, New York Giants, and you with Real Talk Sports.